A widow was there gathering sticks. Paul to her and said, Bring me a little water in the vessel, so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing made, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, jar of meal will not be empty, and the jug of oil will not fail, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she, as well as he, and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not empty, neither did it the jug of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
Jesus went to a city called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. And with her was a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion for her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came forward and touched the beard, and the bearers stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably on his people. This word about him spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. The Gospel of the Lord. The 
stumbling block, of course, is that he didn't and still doesn't heal everyone. Which begs the question of what exactly we are supposed to do with this kind of story in a world where most of us have not been miraculously healed. Most of us have not seen a deceased loved one come back to life. I won't even get into the traffic situations I've been in that could have used a little divine intervention. In all seriousness, I do not believe that God moves cars around like a child with a bunch of matchbox cars. But I do believe that Jesus shows up with compassion when we invite him into our lives, into our suffering into our joy, into our rector transitions. In other words, when we go deeper. This past week I was at a conference where the keynote speaker was the Reverend Martin Smith. Martin spoke to us of society's obsession with all things surface and our great need for a spiritual deepening, personally and communally. We need to move past myths like the one of God finding us parking in places, and maybe even past expectations of God miraculously healing us physically in our health crises. And we need to look deeper at what God is wanting to do with us, in us, so let's look deeper at Jesus' healing stories, deeper than our knee-jerk reaction of why. Why the widow's son and not our children? Why the centurion slave and not those in our households? Why the blind man and not me or you? I have found that the best way to go deeper into Jesus' ways is to invite Jesus to be with us. Might seem obvious. So I'm going to ask you to do something a little vulnerable. It will require you to be open. It's a guided meditation, and the 8 o'clock people survived. Although one person did tell me I should not do that at 8 o'clock because it's way too easy to go back to sleep. This will require your imagination. It might require some if it feels like too much at any point, you're welcome to walk away or just drift off someplace else in your mind. So take a deep breath and get as comfortable as you can get in these And close your eyes. Breathe. And let your breath ground you in the safe and supportive place of this church. And now, imagine that you are the only person in this room. Imagine that any noise you hear is simply drifting in from the outside. Now, Jesus enters the room. He sees where you are, and he joins you. You can hear his breath. You can feel his warmth. Without either of you speaking a word, you know he is here because of a deep love that he 
for you because of his yearning for you. What is it that he yearns for? Ask him. Listen to how he answers you. Consider Jesus' yearning for you. It is real and present. It is more real than any of the words I am speaking right now. Feel the reality of Christ's yearning and settle into it. Settle into the undivided attention he is offering you. What in you needs Jesus' attention? What needs to be healed? What in you is dying or has died? Do you need it to be brought back to life? Or do you need it to be given a proper burial? As Jesus sits there, full of compassion for you, speak your needs to him in the silence of your Notice his emotional response towards you. Now, take his hand, or let him put his arm around your shoulder, and give him a tour of your life as it is right now. Pull up a chair table of all your thoughts and hopes and dreams, and invite him to sit. Get him a glass of water. And then come back to your pew when you are ready, knowing that he will stay where he is. When you are ready, open your eyes. On the surface, Christ's yearning for you might not look like much. His passionate presence with you might not be visible on the outside of your life. But in your heart of hearts, your awareness of him and his love just might make all the difference in the world. I don't know about you, but once I bring Christ's longing for me to the front of my consciousness, I myself am overcome by a longing for him. And this has very little to do with being a priest. Long before priesthood knocked on my door, I found myself one day praying with a thousand people at the Teze Monastery, at the Monastery of Teze in France. A large wooden icon of Christ, crucified, had been laid on the floor and I approached him, and I knelt down, and I put my forehead on Jesus' feet. And in that moment, I was overwhelmed by Jesus' love for me. The thousand other people in the room faded into the background. I didn't want to leave. I just wanted to stay there, adoring Christ with my tears. It was the first time that I had experienced 
affair that I have heard others speak of in their relationship with Jesus. It's the kind of love that transcends all the ways that people with agendas have misquoted and misused Jesus. As Jesus sits at the table of your thoughts and hopes and dreams right now, enjoying the glass of the living waters of your life, he sits there not in judgment, but with the emotional tenderness of your most intimate companion. Many healing stories in the gospel either state or imply Jesus' emotional response to the one who's about to be healed. And so, when we look deeper, it's not the physical outcomes of Jesus' healing love that matter. It's rather the love itself. Always present. Not always visible. And that is why we come together. And we adore him. We worship him. We sing hymns of praise, gathered as loves of his life, serenading the one who we adore. We come to the altar and we invite him into the bread and wine so we might take him into our bodies, into our lives, over and over again. May we hear every story of Christ's healing emotional response to anyone as part of his own love story with each of us. May Jesus be made so at home in our hearts that his healing love can get under the skin of all the world and bring us all back to the intimacy with God that we were created to partake of. And may we know with each breath that we take that we are the very fulfillment of God's deepest desires.
God have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand as you are able. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
reservation of bulletin, or you can talk to me afterwards. Thank you very much. I will confess that I was writing my sermon on Friday night in my office, and they were laughing so much I had to close the door. <laughs> I was in my office, they were in the library. Um, Bob, I just have a couple more notes before we close the youth up. Um, I want to welcome a special visitor who's with us today. Our internal consultant, Phil Whitbeck, and his wife, Bailey, are with us today. Phil, Phil and Bailey, will you stand so we
second-year singers, Chloe Metcalfman and Hope Metcalfman.
our tables until all your people are fed. Let not the needy be forgotten, Lord, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. For by water and the Holy Spirit, you have made us a new people in Jesus Christ our Lord, to show forth your glory in all the world. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever stay with him to proclaim the glory of your name.
All this we ask through your Son, Jesus Christ, by him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
In the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, that those to whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are ready are one body, because we all share one bread, one cup. May the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, 